Welcome back to Cognac and Conspiracies. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jade. Alright. And we are back for another week. I have a pretty one. I have one this week that's pretty interesting. Mmm. Okay. But it might be a little short, but it's still interesting. Okay. I don't know though. But we, I feel like, as we say, we always say that and then it's like I'm an right. hour long episode. I'm always down. Um, so, today I'm going to talk about the case of Joseph Smedley. Smedley? Smedley. What a last name. I know. Interesting. Hell of a last name. Have you ever heard of it? No, Him? I don't know. And I was like joking to myself today. <laughs> yeah, very lonely life. But I was like joking to myself about how we always say that in intros. I feel like someone, like a probably like a valued listener, probably jokes about that. Because I think like the first 30 seconds of our episode, we're like, yeah, I never heard of that. I never heard of that. <laughs> I thought like, take a shot every time we say we never, we heard, never of heard of it. We never heard of it. But anyways, yes, I never heard of it. <laughs> so Joseph Smedley was a 20-year-old 20, 20 um, sophomore at Indiana University. And he went missing on September 28th, 2015. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start there. So Joseph, basically, he grew up in a, I would say like a middle-class family, but at a certain age, his parents, from what I've gathered, his parents got divorced. And from that divorce, they kind of had like a strained relationship. He has an older sister named Vivian, which is like a main she is like a main player in okay. this case and things like that. So he has an older sister named Vivian, and then they have a younger sister, but I wasn't able to find the younger sister's mm-hmm. name. But basically, him and his older sister Vivian were really, really close. So I wasn't able to find when exactly his parents got divorced, but they got divorced, and that caused a strain on the relationship between the parents. And around high school age, Joseph and his father, which I'm assuming his father was, he was living with his father they became kind of like, they started to butt heads. Um, You know how boys grow up and they don't want to listen to their dad. I don't don't know why they got divorced or what all that was about. But um, long story short, Joseph decided he was going to move out and be emancipated and move in with a different family member than his father. Interesting. And around high school, so I would give it like 16, 17. So at that age, he went to live with a different family member and that's kind of when him and his sister Vivian became like really close. I mean, I'm sure they were close growing up, but they both were kind of estranged from their parents. And she's done a lot of interviews and things like that about this. So she said, this is straight from the horse's mouth. She says they were both, they both did not have a good relationship with their parents. Did she go live with the father as well? Or she had gone with the mother? Like where was she at? I'm not sure where she was at that time because for the most part, she's grown Okay, when she's she's doing these interviews and she's older than him. So I don't know if she was just kind of like maybe around 18 at the time. Cause if he left when he's about 16, 17 and she's older, she probably was of age an adult. So I think she just was on her own. They were estranged from the parents and her, and Joseph were very close, and um, but they did not have a great relationship with the parents. So Joseph, um, when he's in his 20s, he decides when he graduates high school, he's going to go to Indiana University, and he was like a... a like a bio major or something like that. Okay. So, you know, pretty smart. He was into um, biology. He was into science. He was into all that type of stuff. And so... The story gets a little bit wacky. So he's he's there and he decides he's going to pledge for this sorority called Sigma Pi or Sigma Phi. Wait, he pledged a sorority? Oh, my bad. A, um, what they call it? Fraternity. Oh, because it gets a bit wacky. I'm like, yeah, it is about to get a bit wacky. <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, I'm sorry. A, fr- a fraternity. Okay, I'm sorry. Bad, bad, bad. I'm not I'm not into the, 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 the stuff. Greek. But you know, yeah, I'm not, I know I'm not Greek life. Yeah. But no, yes, the fraternity. So when he goes to Indiana University, he decides he's going to, do they call it pledging when it's a man? It's pledging. Yeah, so okay. it's pledging both ways. Okay, mm-hmm. so Sigma sigma Pi or Sigma Phi. I don't know how you say it. Everybody said Pi, but that sounded Is it P-S-I? P-H-I. I don't know either for Okay. <laughs> so he was in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. So um, Vivian said that when he said that he wanted to do this, she kind of was like, eh, kind of like how I just said, she's not really into... Mm-hmm. Greek culture. She's not really into all that stuff. And she was like, well, why do you want to do this? And he, same thing as everybody else was like, I want to be able to have connections. I want to know people and, you know, kind of just build my network before I graduate and be able to have a good job. And, you know, cool. Fair enough. So he's doing this fraternity and uh, his sister said that she like he was constantly basically asking her for money because you know he needed to pay his dues and then they were hazing him and he had to pay for the 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 meals and then he had to go here and he had to go there and he was a 20 year old college student and he didn't have money and for, the vibe that I got was almost like she was kind of like his mom's sister had become like that type of like, yeah role that type life. of role in his life yeah like yeah. she was taking care of him if he needed mm-hmm. money in college he's not gonna call his mom he's gonna call, call his sister yeah if okay. he needed something he's gonna call his sister his mm-hmm. older sister so she was like okay well if this is what you really want to do i'm gonna help you out so she's sending the money she's doing this for them she's doing that for him before the night of october 28th in 2015 she had been talking to him a lot, as they usually do, but apparently she co-signed on an apartment. So he wanted to move from like a dorm to an off-campus okay. I guess, house with his frat uh, brothers. Mm-hmm. And I guess when he moved, they there was a misunderstanding, or he says it was a misunderstanding as far as he wanted to leave the apartment but the lease wasn't up and they said they were going to find a replacement and they didn't find a replacement yeah. so he owed money whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and she said that it wasn't a lot of money maybe like 600 bucks mm-hmm. and so she had been she because she co-signed she had been talking to him a lot like hey do you have the money because it has to be her yes yeah, yeah. yeah she was like i have you have we have to figure this mm-hmm. out because it's going to be on my credit yeah. if you don't pay it so let me know what's up mm-hmm. he said that he did have the money because he had been having a, having a summer job and so he did have the money and he was going to bring the check to the rental office mm-hmm. and, you know, pay it. And, you know, don't worry, I got you, sis, type shit. I'm going to pay it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've been talking. She, she basically said she followed up with him like every day or every other day. Like, let me know because if you don't have it, we need to figure something else out because she said she was trying to buy a home. And like, you know, she that's her money. That's her credit. Yeah. So she was like, boy, what that's, the fuck? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So she's talking to him and... The night before, um, she texts him and he confirms with her again, yes, I have the money. And he basically told her he was studying. I have the money. I got the check and I'm going to take it to the rental office. The deadline was like the next day at noon. Mm -hmm. So like the, I think the 27th at noon or the 28th at noon was the deadline. The 28th of October rolls around. um, In the early, earlier hours, Vivian receives a text from Joseph that says... I'm leaving the country. I can't tell you why I'm leaving the country because, you know, I want to protect you and I don't, please don't try to contact me on this number. It won't work, but I'll get in contact with you as soon as I get to where I'm going. 
is the text. And this is about 4, 4.15 in the, in the a.m. And Vivian, obviously being asleep, she didn't see this until about 8 o'clock in the morning when she woke up for her day. And she said that she didn't really think anything. Like she took the she, of it. Well, she thought something of it, but she thought he was joking. And like she was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like she, and I think her exact words were like, she texted like, LOL, shut up, or something like that. I don't know what type of relationship they have, but she probably thought he was joking around with her. And then she said, like, shut up, boy, you better have that check, or something like that. <laughs> something like that, you know? That's what she said. That's her words. So I don't think she thought he was serious because she also said that at this point he didn't even have a passport well that's a dead giveaway that right. like well i guess when she talked to whatever happened that that's something yes. to tell somebody else but i think that i don't know if i would have taken it not seriously i guess like after so like if he says like oh don't try to contact this number um because like like the phone's already gone right but if i keep trying to contact and contact mm-hmm. and then like the third call he really is not answering then i'm like oh yeah i have to tell somebody like, well tell she me. did okay. well she did that's basically what she did so at, at about 8 a.m she was just kind of like oh like okay whatever she thought she he was like joking and then um once time went on and he didn't respond she called decided to call like the rental office to see mm-hmm. if he had because she's like we've been talking about this, this like check, he knows yeah. this ch- he has to drop off this check so she just not me burping in the mic. I'm dead. <laughs> um, but she um, decides to call the rental office for the apartments to see if he had been there and you mm-hmm. know done what he said he was going to do. They said they haven't seen him. Okay, got you. Um, and so then she decides to call the Indiana University police after a certain amount of time to say. And she said at this point she still didn't like it didn't dawn on her how serious the situation was because she was like I thought he was going to be in class and they were going to go to his class and like maybe he was going to be embarrassed or something like that she she basically said she thought she was overreacting mm-hmm. but she was just doing it just in case so she calls the Indiana police uh Indiana University police they have their own little police yeah. station on the college campus and say my brother is missing they go to where his get his schedule mm-hmm. go to where he's supposed to be he's not in class and so she was like, at that point, it's kind of when I realized, like, um, if he was playing with me, this is like, it's too far. It's, it's like too, gone yeah. too far. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think, honestly, like I have a, I guess I, I would say a joking relationship with my sibling as well, but that would have been like such a weird joke that I don't know if I necessarily was taking the way, but again, like I don't have any brothers, so maybe they did just like joke around like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like it kind of is giving like, I don't, I don't know what happens because I never heard this story, but it kind of is giving like college student like activity or like misinvolvement because like that is the wildest. Like, so basically if you, what I'm thinking or thinking might've happened is if someone had murdered him, cause like the whole thing about like college and like the whole, like filling the space, like me being a college student, that is super not, um, out of the ordinary like that happens all the time like mm. everyone's like 19 20 people are drinking too much smoking mm-hmm. too much they're away from home all types they're having all types of experiences and people are really acting a fool so yeah. it was super common for someone to get kicked off campus leave on their own will just want to leave and leave an open space and then like if you can't find somebody yeah that person is liable so to me that's not super out of the ordinary mm-hmm. i feel like maybe it did hit a fever pitch with his roommates especially mm-hmm. his attorney brothers where things got pretty bad but the whole thing about sending the text, it kind of is giving that someone in that apartment or someone at school is involved with this because that is like such a weird thing to send. Like if they would have been better off, maybe he did type it, but I'm getting the vibe that like somebody else typed it. Girl, you catch it on. 
Yeah, because somebody else that's 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 like like that's the dumb they they would have been better off not typing that. Like they would have been because that is just the most bizarre. A kid who doesn't have six hundred dollars can afford to get out of the country, no passport. Right. Like you, you have to think about these things. Right. So it's kind of giving yeah. like a twenty year old did this or a group of them. Yeah, that's what she said. She was like, Yeah, he didn't even have a passport and that's what and you know, and she she also said that he didn't have money. Like you said, he had been right. probably working a summer college job. Six hundred dollars is probably like two checks. That's what I'm saying. So, so to think that he didn't have the six hundred dollars on hand to pay his back rent, but he had way more than six hundred dollars to fly off to, to Columbia or whatever life. the fuck is just ridiculous. Yeah, no. So when she saw that, like you said, she didn't she never thought that she never believed it. She thought it was a joke, but she never once believed that this man went abroad and was going to call me. She did mm-hmm. not think that that was what was going on. Um, but I could tell you exactly what they texted or apparently, allegedly he texted. Mm-hmm. He said, Viv, I love you. I am leaving the country by not telling you why I'm keeping you safe and protected. Please don't try to contact me at this number. It won't work. I'll contact you once I'm set up overseas. Thank you for everything, Viv. I love you and I'm sorry. See, because, yeah, that makes no sense. Because it's mm-hmm. like, if I thought that, like, my brother was in some sketchy shit, like, selling drugs or something, mm-hmm. he would also have money. So then it would make sense for him to, like, it would be devastating, but it would make a little more sense. Like I said, a broke college student who's got a part-time job, could barely scrap. Like, you had to really press him out to scrap together $600. 600 bucks, yeah. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, start a new life. He was still in college. Like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like No, it doesn't. And she even said, because I'm sure people were going to try it with like, oh, well, maybe he didn't have the money and he was upset, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah. And she was like, no, we were very close. If he didn't have the money, right. like, this type of relationship he had, he would have just said, look, I don't have six, the $600 and we would have figured out other arrangements. Maybe I would have paid it and he would have paid me back mm-hmm. in payments or something like that. But $600 is not enough to run off to a new country. Yeah, no. So you're not going to tell me because my brother owed me 600 bucks, he decided to go off to a new country. That is ridiculous. That's it not is. that much money. That's not that much money. And it wouldn't have ruined our relationship. Yeah, I would have been peeved with him probably. I would have been irritated like, nigga, what the fuck type shit. But... It's not enough to say I'm leaving the country. Because I got some people try to say, well, maybe he was nervous and didn't want to tell her $600. Yeah, like no. leaving the country. It's not like, like you said $20,000. And that's the Even part- that. Nigga, file bankruptcy. That's what makes it so, like, weird. Because, like, I said, like, like, I don't know. Like, that's, like, something, like, a third grader would text you. Like, they get bullied. Like, third graders could text. They'd be like, I'm leaving the country. Like, it's just a thing an adult doesn't say. No. Like, it's just really weird. Unless you're like a fucking drug kingpin. That's what people saying. are after you. There's no reason for you to leave the country over a couple hundred dollars. That's silly. And you wouldn't send that text on your phone. On the phone you've been using for years. Like, you would get some random text from a random ass burner number yeah. saying you wouldn't get it from literally at, like, my brother said. Like, it wouldn't come like that. But, no. so, yeah. It, it's just giving somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. So, um... Like I said, she was concerned. She called the police. They went to his his, his um, class he's supposed to be mm-hmm. in. He's not there. And at one point, the police even told her that they found him and he was in jail. But I'm not going to spend too much time on this because this turned out to be a mix-up. Basically, <laughs> someone with the same last name was in jail. Okay. And they went back and forth for, for a few times. and Because she called, of course, called up there and was like, hey, like, yeah. you know, because my brother up there. And they said no. And then she called the Indiana uh, University police back and said, they said he's not there. They said he is. She said he's not. He is. He's not. He was not. 
it was somebody, I think Justin Smedley or just oh. a very similar name yeah, to her yeah, yeah. brothers that was at the police station. So that was a little bit of blip and a mix up in when she was trying to find him, That's right? so unsettling though. Yeah. Like, and even when she, when she heard that, she said, that doesn't sound like my brother. Like he's mm-hmm. not a troublemaker. He's not a, it just was out of character, you okay. know, So for him to be in prison or to be in mm-hmm. jail. That's, yeah. So it wasn't him. Long story short, it wasn't him moving on. So at that point, things kind of took a standstill. Like they did go to the apartment where he lived with his frat brothers. And at the apartment, they questioned them. And they also found another note, quote, similar in his room, exactly. To them? It's giving John Bonet, yes, uh, to them. Um, it's, it's giving John Bonet, like, nigga, this shit was written in the fucking house. But, yeah. But the nigga lived in the house all day, but whatever. So it was another note of similar, like, basically saying the same thing, um, saying, you know, not as, like, you know, uh, heartfelt as to his sister, but basically saying, I'm, I'm leaving the country. Don't try to contact me. That was the quote note that they found in his. Did room. they check the handprint? Like yes, we'll get to that. The handwriting. Yes, we'll get to that. People be so, dumb though. People literally be, people literally be dumb asses. Mm-hmm. Like that gets a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw a different true crime where the guy was on like a child predator mm-hmm. and he got, he would get the kids to, not that it's, it's not good, but he would get the kids to write like their goodbye note mm-hmm. because duh, like mm-hmm. you can't match someone's handwriting especially someone's a college student they have like example after example after example it's like mm-hmm. why why would you think that you could write someone's handwriting but they did get the um i guess what do you call it? like the handwriting thing done yeah but from what i gathered um it was inconclusive so they basically said that there were similarities mm-hmm. but like you said if he's a college student they could have easily in had a house. paper yeah, yeah and they had a paper to say oh he writes his a's like yeah. this. he writes his this like this. they do a thing for mm-hmm. thing yeah mm-hmm. so there were similarities but it wasn't an official like conclusive thing mm-hmm. that and then also later on down the road his sister was getting um Basically, the police contacted his sister and said, do you have some things of his handwriting, papers, whatever? She sent it to him and they said, we need some more because once again, we're not able to tell from this small sample. Mm-hmm. She says she sent it, sent them more uh, things that he had written and then she didn't hear anything back from that. Well, yeah, so he's a college student mm-hmm. and I feel like if he was close with them, it's very easy to, like I said, if they had something to him and he had left the home or got killed unexpectedly, he wouldn't have cleaned up his papers and thrown them away. So probably he could just open a backpack or just open a folder and there probably were tons and tons and tons of written pieces of paper that you could yeah. easily just mimic yeah. them all. You could probably even trace them out. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not. Yeah, so, um, and also, also obviously, the Indiana University Police questioned his roommates about, mm-hmm. you know, where were y'all, when's the last time you seen him, that type of thing, and they said that the last time they saw him was at about 11 o'clock that night, they all... They all... That's yeah, the, that's they, all the, of them, they were in the house, basically, they weren't doing shit, basically, and then they, everybody turned in about mm-hmm. 11, between 11 and, and 12 And they never PM. saw him again. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody... I've heard this story. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And they all, and they all, that that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. We all... Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I heard this shit before. Yep. It's like, okay, yeah, we, we, we went, you know, we all went to sleep and that was that. 
So the problem with this is, is there's a discrepancy and when they eventually did find his phone and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So like I said, he was a major um, in biology, really into science. And apparently there was a blood moon that night. I guess it's when the moon looks crazy and you get your binoculars and you look at the sky and it's all very astrological and whatever the fuck. Okay, so cool. So in his phone, they were able to see that he had been you know, planning to go to this blood moon. Um, he had been texting girls as you do in college mm-hmm. saying, Hey girl, want to come look at the blood moon with me? That type I'm of thing. <laughs> I mean, very college, mm-hmm. very college. college, you know, want to come out to the field and look at this and look Makes at that. Uh huh. So, and apparently the blood moon was supposed to last until about 1130 ish, 1120, 1130 ish. So that would clash with their story about how everybody was back in the bed at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, but he says in his um, messages, it says that that's what he was going to do. And also his cell phone towers, like his pings from his cell phone towers do show him at certain places that are not his house at around those times. So if we're going to assume that they don't know anything about it, we're going to assume that everybody went to bed and he got up and left. prepped and left yeah, and nobody heard, and him. Nobody heard yeah. him but also i feel like this is a very important part he didn't have a car mm-hmm. he had no car so if we're talking about the places that his cell phone pinged at they're about um they said like a few minutes drive but maybe like 30 45 minutes walk and it's like dark like we're talking about fields we're talking about lakes like Places where there you can't just you wouldn't walk. Yeah, you wouldn't walk there because you can't see. Like it's not a main street. It's not like you're walking through U Street or to the bar or something. Mm. Like this is like the woods. So if you're gonna be back there, you most likely are going to drive back there. And he how did not have a car. He didn't have a car. How interesting. Like yeah. I said, it's it's kind. Of, I said it's kind of giving college student because mm-hmm. the fact that like, so they all were like, well, we'll say eleven thirty or whatever, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make no damn sense. It doesn't. Like. You, is it, it, just continue. Okay. I, I would like to know what happened. Okay, me too. Shit. I'm dead. Who knows? Um, so they, that's what the, that's the story that they tell them. They move on. They go. So, um, things kind of stand still for a while. Um, they stand still for about, uh, four days, four or five days. And on October 2nd, they, um, his sister did say that obviously, you know, they went out, they were searching for him, um, reaching out to people asking, have they seen him? Mm-hmm. And she said that his roommates, you know, they stuck to their story and that just was what it was. So, you know, that was the end of that. So on Friday, October 2nd, that body was found in Griffey Lake, which was about, um, I would give it, I saw different like, uh, accounts, but I would give it about like 20 miles from the campus. So maybe about a, not that long of a drive, but a very long walk or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, something like that. So they found a body and the sister said that when they found him, he was actually in, um, like they were actually there to kind of like keep walking around and like talk to people. I guess the last place that they pinged his phone, they used to go there and like start there and kind of look, like look around. Mm -hmm. They had a little search group or whatever. And, um, 
So they were there and she said they were eating lunch at like a Taco Bell while trying to get themselves together about like, you know, where are we going to search now? Yeah. Things of that nature. And there was a bunch of police cars going by, going by. She was like, and that kind of made me nervous or I, I noted that because obviously I'm looking for my I mean, brother yeah, who's a obviously. missing person. So I'm like, what's going on? Um, and long story short, the police did end up contacting her and asking her, they're asking her questions like, Hey, do you have dental records? Do you have this? Do you have that? And I guess she has a friend who's like uh, a police officer or something of an investigator, something of the sort. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, if they're asking those type of questions, it's probably exactly. they're, they're dental wondering, records. Yeah. And yeah. it's looking similar to, to your brother. So as you can imagine, it did turn out to be her brother and he was found in Griffey Lake and my bad correction, not 20 miles. Two, about two and a half, three miles. Okay, okay. Big difference. Um, still, just, still, I'm looking at the two. Bro, still giving yeah. dum-dum, though. Yeah, but and it's his like, body is yeah. two miles away from an apartment. Because to walk two miles is going to take you about 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. To drive it, maybe five. Quick. You know, it's quick. So, um, yeah. So, it did end up being her brother. And she said when they found him, she didn't get all of the information. So, basically, they found him in... Um, like I said, uh, Griffey Lake, and this isn't for context. It's a lake. It's not an ocean. Mm-hmm. It's not a, like it's it's shallow. So she, um, Vivian, his sister, said that she's been doing a lot of podcasts and things like that, trying to bring awareness to her brother's case. And she said that she went back with certain people. She's been able to hire a private investigator, attorneys, and things like that. And when they measured the water, mm-hmm. the water is only like three feet when they found him. For context, he was 5'10". So what did you say? He fell in or something? Like the- I'm going to get to it. So he's 5'10", right? And they were did lots of tests. Because, you know, water is different heights at different times of the day. But the highest they could record that water at was about 5 feet. So to say that he, quote, maybe drowned in water that he could stand up in... Doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make sense. But... Let me show you how they found him, right? So they found him. He had on his his uh, regular clothes, sweatpants, T-shirt. But he had his backpack strapped to the front of him. Like, it wasn't on the back. His it was on backpack the was on his body? Yeah, his backpack was on the body. Guess what's in the backpack? What? About 60 pounds of rocks. Yeah, so... Rocks. So, bro, but who, again, whoever did it is a dum-dum because they tried to weigh down a body in five feet of water mm-hmm. with a backpack. Mm-hmm. So, and then also in the backpack, he had like other, you know, college things, uh, papers, and I think they said a hard drive or something like that. So stuff that would have been in his backpack, but plus 65 pounds of rocks. They trying to say he tried to kill himself or something? Like I'm so You like, called it. They're trying to say it was a suicide? Yes. Because I actually- That's what's on his death certificate. I'm not top of his business, but I actually do know somebody who in college did try to like do that, like drown himself in a lake. But um, it's really hard to drown yourself if you don't weigh yourself down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times if you do that, you do have to put like, like your body naturally doesn't want to drown itself. So if you were to really like commit suicide, that way it starts getting dark. You do would have to. And some people actually do put weights on their feet or stuff like that. Cause like your body will not like voluntarily let you drown. But I feel like this is a, a essentially a grown man, right? He's mm-hmm. 20 years old, 65 pounds. That's why he started floating. 65 pounds is not going to do it. I don't think. He, I, I mean, mean I've never tried know that. If he's, I mean, I don't think he killed himself, but he's not like, if you're not a suicide expert, you're not going to know that like 65 pounds is going to hold your body down. I think he was unconscious when he went in there. 
I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think he killed himself. Like, yeah. I, I most definitely don't think. It's just so weird that he would do that. And then I'm also curious how long or how long he had been in the water. They needed dental About record. five days. I guess, like, I think. But water like, makes you go really that's fast. That's why I the currents and stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. But, yeah. So huh. he was in the water about five days before they found him. So not very long at all. And a mm-hmm. person who found him was like a fisherman who was just out trying to, you know, fish. get them a little fish yeah. and um, seen a body mm-hmm. and called it in. And that's how they, they found him. Um, because like I said, the, it was a lake. The water was very shallow. shallow yeah. yeah, it wasn't anything to, yeah. So um, they identify his body and they have the um, autopsy and they, like you said, they uh, basically classify this as a suicide. And to this day, it's a suicide? Yeah, to this day. Mm. It's, a, it's That's on his birth, I mean, not on his birth his certificate. Death, his yeah. death certificate, my bad, is that it was a death by suicide. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, his sister does not believe that and other friends and family do not believe that. I wouldn't believe it either because that's just doesn't make sense at all and she said that they did eventually find his phone they won't release his phone to her but she does she is aware that they have like you know text messages and the things that he was saying in the phone and it wasn't i know people always say like they weren't suicidal and it's like you could say like okay maybe they were and you didn't know maybe but she was saying he was making plans he was texting girls are you coming to the party on thursday are you doing this are you you know basically like making plans that are in the future being a regular college student yeah so if you're like oh i'm gonna kill myself and also when he um when they pulled him out of the water he still had his binoculars remember i told you he was doing the blood moon he had binoculars on him as if he was going to look at something which aligns with the fact that he was going out with his friends Mm -hmm. To go look at this science mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So to say, oh, I bought my binoculars to kill myself. Why you bring a binoculars to kill yourself? Um, it doesn't make sense at all. It's really interesting. <laughs> I, do, I don't think he killed himself, but it is giving kind of weird because the notes and like the, su- like I said, it, it really is giving college student, but the notes and the suicide like don't make sense because if you were going to go like if you plan to commit suicide, um, or I think like the rec term nowadays, like unalive yourself or something like that. Like I feel like oh, I don't yeah. say suicide anymore. My bad. But um, if you were planning on unaliving yourself, like I think you can't even say commit anymore. I think it's like it's a lot. Um, Man, it's a lot. Shit. I I don't know. Taylor will edit all this. <laughs> she probably will. I'm not. But anyways, you know what I'm saying. All I'm trying to say is that if he did plan on doing that, um. So far, so close to his apartment, and it's such a shallow body of water. Like, I get it, the ocean, maybe you'd write that letter because they may never find your body. Mm-hmm. But to say that you fled the country, but then to go two miles away and like put your body, like try to plan on killing yourself by drowning in that lake, it would have made more sense to write, um, like a not traditional an suicide, actual, night, yeah. but more of an actual suicide note because the whole thing, like, I'm never coming back. Like, if they found his body eight hours away in some lake, I'd be like, well, maybe he did think that no one ever find his body, so he really rather his family and his think, roommates have that idea of him. But to do it so close, it doesn't really make any sense to write that because people he knows that people would find the body, like, you would know that. Or maybe you're just not in that mindset, but I would know, like, oh, they're probably pretty quickly gonna find my body because it's yeah. two miles away from where I was. Yeah, and it was quick. I mean, it's in the grand scheme it's of like quick. true crime, yeah. five days is pretty fast. Absolutely, yeah, Absolutely. that's pretty fast because people be missing for months. years. Months, yeah, their bodies years. Be gone for yeah. months. It's yeah, five days is not long at all. It's not. So it's kind of like, mm, um, and why are we putting? It just 
If you won't kill yourself, why would you put some rocks in a backpack? That's probably the worst way to go. I think it's drowning. Drowning is, also, is, I think a, is not a good. A yeah, it's, a, way it's, to it's go. not. I mean, but if you don't have like the the means, like I said, I actually know someone who really did try to uh, kill themselves that way in college. Do I know this person? Huh? Do I know them? Maybe I don't. Right. I mean, I can tell you. We'll talk that. about it. I mean, after, not after not after to gossip, it. but no. But yeah, um, I'm like, man, I, it just I don't believe it. And also, like they said, or like his sister said, he was not suicidal. He he wasn't. You know, like he was a college student. He was hanging out. He was doing his thing he's trying to talk to the girls trying to see his blood mm-hmm. boom for his project and i guess you can't n- ever say like you know for a fact that someone would never kill yeah. themselves but it just doesn't fit in this scenario like it just everything just doesn't mm-hmm. fit together in guess, my opinion i guess i'm also just really curious like um like how they found his phone he planned on making plans I'm curious if they found anything in his phone about like how strenuous like the relationship was in the house or how college is going because like when you're when you are on a college campus like the worlds can feel really small so if you do like join this fraternity and a lot of times when you do on a college campus it becomes a lot of part of your identity mm-hmm. so if you're not getting along with your line brothers or you have a rift in the fraternity in general it can kind of make it seem like a really daunting and like depressing time like in reality you're really on a small college campus where a group of 10 men feel the same way about you and you can move away and never see them again. But in that moment, it feels like your whole life might be destroyed because you've made this rift in a fraternity. Um, so I'm just curious that I found that. I really don't think he killed himself, but the only reason I could think is because the apartment situation got so bad that he felt like there he had no going back. I don't know how to say it. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe felt his time left on campus would be so bad with his relationship with these guys that he would want to kill himself. But I can't really fathom anything else that would really... And I also feel like he probably, like, having the issues from, like, having a not relationship with his parents, I can see that could be really devastating to try to... Because, like, a fraternity is also seen as, like, an, a second family. So if he had a bad relationship with his parents and said, you know what, like, this is an opportunity to find a new family and that doesn't work out, you could feel really like I'm the problem. And, and that could be pretty depressing as well. Um, I don't think he killed himself, but that is like the only like conclusion I could come to to ever think of why he would like I don't know do that. Maybe, but from what I've gathered, the relationship with his his um roommates was fine. I don't think he just he wanted was... to leave. Well, no, the first house he was at was is where he left. So he was staying at like I guess a dorm or something, uh, and he left that dorm I'll give you saying, to give live me. at a house with his frat brothers. And oh. that, and, but when he left, I guess he was having his sister co-sign on mm. all his things. When he left the other place, they said they were going to find a um, replacement, and then they didn't, and that's how he ended up with the check and everything like that. Okay, that makes but sense. from what I've gathered, his relationship with the frat brothers at the house where he disappeared at was not stressed. I didn't see anything about it being um, them fighting or them not getting along or anything eh, like that. I still kind of stick to it. Maybe. Because I'm, I mean, that's still, even with that said, though, that's the only reason I could ever see him, like, killing him, like, committing suicide. Um, I, I don't think it happened. But I am, I'm, like, really, it's, it's really weird. Because, like I said, when you, like, if his relationship was so good with the guys in the house, why was the note there? Like, that's, like, I'm, like, if they had a good relationship with him, like, who else would have planted the note? Like, if he didn't write it, like... It's giving clues, giving murder mystery. Like that's not like it's giving it's like college so student because yeah. it's like, it, it's like, if he didn't write don't it, have no passport. nobody else would have wrote it. It's like, who else would have wrote it? Like, I, I would hate to think they killed him, but like, somebody would have came in and just slid the note and walked out and nobody would notice. And it's like, the, the fact, like, they all were just kind of there. It's like, I don't know. It, it's really weird. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean... 
I I mean, we might never ever never know, but that that was his ruling was because calls of death was suicide, and people have reached out like in a certain podcasts and things like that, and the um, uh, the coroner's office did release a statement and said that Mr. Smedley's cause of death was determined to be drowning by the Monroe County Coroner's Office, and the manner of death was determined to be suicide. There is no further investigation being completed in that case. So they've at this point, they've closed the case. It's done. But his sister was able to get a second opinion, like a second autopsy. And there were some things that were uh, mismatched between the, I guess, the county's uh, autopsy and hers Mm -hmm. and one of which being that he had like some bruises and things like that on his back but you know who knows that could have been him being in the water or whatever but they said that they weren't exactly sure about where that came from but it could have been consistent with someone pushing him or someone hitting him in the back or things of that nature his sister said vivian said that she wasn't exactly sure you know but she did like her person who did the autopsy and and their person who did the autopsy, they tried to reach out to kind of come to like a, like figure out you know what uh-huh. the, where the discrepancy is, and the police were totally not interested in in talking mm-hmm. about it at all. Like they're just like, nope, we have it's our answer. Closed, it's yeah. done. It's closed. It's finished. Type shit. And and that is that is what it is. It's finished. And so at this point, uh, she has a petition. It's called uh, Justice for Joseph. I'm putting in the link. She has a petition, huh. and uh, she was able to raise money, enough money to get you know the autopsy and to mm-hmm. get the um, an attorney, private investigator, and things like that. But she did say it's kind of at a standstill because you know dealing with the police and and dealing with the the justice system it's it's slow moving. It's been like years. So 2015, it's been five six years that this has happened and they're still trying to get certain documents that they don't have his belongings, the phone records, the, I think she said she still doesn't know where they found the phone or where they got, she doesn't know where they found it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She doesn't know where they got, she doesn't know a lot of things apparently. And it's like, I understand in other cases where you think it might be foul play, you might tend to withhold the information Mm -hmm. so that you can figure out who knows what and try to catch someone in a lie. But if you genuinely think that this, boy committed suicide why are we withholding information because if if he committed suicide then just give me the stuff give me his things you know and be done with it but i don't think they even think he committed suicide i think it's giving cover-up and it's weird really weird who puts a bunch of rocks in the and she's i'm like oh girl you're thorough was he in the fraternity or was he getting into the fraternity because a party wants to say, I don't know, hazing. That was, no, it, they, she said that they were hazing. It, it's unclear to me whether he was actually in it, but she did say that there was uh, proof that like him and the fraternity had been to that lake before to like do stuff, do fraternity stuff. And, like you said, hazing things. And so it wasn't, it was not far fetched to think that maybe they was doing some hazing stuff down there. And here, here's what I'll say. I don't think that anybody killed him intentionally. I don't, I don't think, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think that maybe something happened, something, an accident that went awry and they all maybe decided, okay, uh-huh. what we're going to do is we're going to cover this up and everybody keep your mouth shut. But also to think a bunch of college students would have the gall to like really keep their mouth shut is like, I don't, 
know. Maybe they're just a bunch of real ass niggas. But usually, if you have a group of people who have been involved in something, mm-hmm. somebody's gonna crack. Well, usually. I, well, my thing is, and I just think that I found something that was interesting. So I was just doing my little Googles, <laughs> and I see people like comparing his case to the Tamala like Horsford case. Yeah. And I didn't realize when you said it, because um, there is like a Sigma fraternity that is like a Divine Nine fraternity that's like all black. I don't know why I just made that assumption. It's not, no, it's not. Um, because he's, was that like, I don't know. I should really know what that is. I just, I don't know the rest of it. I should know the rest of it. But I know it's Sigma something. But I didn't realize like he was like Sigma Pi. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, what's a Sigma Pi? Mm-hmm. He joined a, Madom- a predominantly yeah. white like fraternity. Yeah. And that is giving like, if you don't press these kids, they probably won't have to say anything. Yeah. Because I feel like if dad, uncle, somebody is with the police and you say, oh, dad, like I'm really scared. Like, you know, we were hazing them and he happened to drown or whatever and nobody else drowns. They might just say, oh, we'll wrap it up to suicide and we'll keep it moving. Like, you kids are too young to have your life t- tossed away. Yeah. And they just left it at that. So I'm like, yeah, if you don't press the kids out, what is there to say? It's kind of giving they didn't really press these kids out. Like, I'm not really getting the fact, I'm not really getting from the story that they were really, like, sat in holding rooms and really, no. like, stories were compared and contrasted. It, it's not really giving that. No, I didn't get that either. And like I said, it, it, it didn't add up. And the fact that the cell phone pings and things like that, mm-hmm. like at 11, around, like I said, around 1130 when they're supposed to be, quote, in bed, the cell phone ping is going off downtown where it's like, uh, you know, bars and things like mm-hmm. that. I'm not from Indiana. I don't know. And then the cell phone pings at about four o'clock in the morning, which is when his sister receives the text, is also not at his home. So if you're, so either, if they're telling the truth, Either um, the August, the only thing that could have happened is he snuck out the house and was just walking. But that's the thing. He doesn't have a car. So it's very. And then if he was taking Ubers or taking cabs or things like that, that would have been reflected on his bank statement because they were able to get his bank statements as well. And the last um, charge that he had was earlier in that day. They had went to um, Noodles and Company and had some lunch with his frat brothers. And so they have his bank statement. So there's no question about whether or not he walked so Mm. if he left that house and those are his friends and his college friends and he has no car he would have had to walk over the river and through the woods to do that and that just is not logical yeah it's not giving that as well as like i just found the note and it's like there's like to me there's like some parts where like you know when you used to like write in pen and you didn't want to white it out Mm -hmm. so you'd like try to make the d like a b or something like Mm -hmm. that and that's like what the notes giving oh you found the actual handwriting oh yeah oh shit um as well as he also like dated the note Mm -hmm. like the note is dated that's weird which is weird like that's kind of weird i wouldn't date a note because you wouldn't if i you wouldn't know the date because i'm gone on that date yeah he wrote the date on the note quote he Somebody else wrote the date on yeah, that. Yeah, and like this, so the more I dig into, I get why people compare it to the Tamla Horsford thing because it, it kind of is giving them. Like I said, a, a lot of people, um, you know, people and and people just see black young men the same way, but they don't. But a lot of people, you know, see eighteen year old college students. They don't really like if they can take the chance. They don't want those young men to stand up in a courtroom, and they don't really want it to be investigated. So they'll shield them. So I don't doubt it that maybe they have something to do with it. Maybe only one frat brother has something to do with it. But they made the decision they were going to shield this person because it kind of is giving that or it's giving somebody on campus. It, it really is giving like, yeah, because I feel like if, if they started really looking into it, there's just so many weird things that happened. The way the letter was written, the text was written. It's 
it's weird because I feel like if they press if those kids are really taking the police and really pressed out about it mm-hmm. like I said they would find out who wrote the note who wrote the text like it, it's really really weird like they would say it and then you never noticed he came never came back like it, mm-hmm. they would like I don't know I feel like there'd be more to it like there'd be more statements from them yeah and his sister Vivian said that when they first like between when those five days when he met, went missing mm-hmm. and when they found his body she was in contact with some of the um, roommates but then once they found him they kind of like all she said they got lawyers and you know things like that which i'm sure you know that's not i'm not shit y'all know what i think but even if my even if they didn't do that and i found out my son's roommate i guess in college went missing under Mm. some weird circumstances i would get a lawyer too same absolutely because i would be like "Mm, mm, mm." like we're not no shut your mouth even if you didn't do anything shut your mouth it sounds sketchy but i would take my kid off campus too and get them a lawyer yes the minute they went missing i'd be like okay you're gonna come home for a week and then i would get them a lawyer i wouldn't do that brian whatever his name was um brian lounger was his name i wouldn't do all that no but um i would just try to talk to my kid if they did come forward and say like yeah mama did exercise i'm like yeah i'll support you in coming clean but you're gonna have to come yeah so she said they got lawyers and she also said that only one of his fraternity brothers came to his i knew you were gonna say that yep yeah only one Mm -hmm. and that is so crazy because like you said they're supposed to think of each other as like a second family and things of that nature so the fact that only one came is like to me me knowing people and fraternities and sororities, that's very unusual. It actually is really weird. That's very unusual. Um, that's odd. Yeah, so I, I think it definitely is giving foul play. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, is about these fraternities is it like um, a lot of them on these campuses have like some sort of power. So even just like outside of those like six kids, there's legacies. There's somebody who's probably donated umpteen to the campus who can say, oh, y'all are only going to investigate this, but so much Oh, I said the same reason why a lot of people want to join the fraternities Mm -hmm. is the same reason why, you know, might not be so good to go missing because of the fraternity. Because there's there's tons, not tons, but there are other stories where kids have randomly been on the steps of the fraternity dead. Like there was some kid who like, he obviously had like brain damage, but everybody got scared and like left the kid at front of the steps and their parents Mm -hmm. ended up suing and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. That's facts. I mean... That's pretty much it. I hope I didn't leave anything out because there's a lot of weird, fishy stuff. But I think I covered everything. And that's and, and the thing is, like I said, I'll link the petition um, in the little description. Mm. But to this day, she's still trying to get, you know, she said basically um, his sister Vivian. Like I said, they were estranged from their parents. And also, um, she said that they cremated like at one point the uh, police stopped dealing with her, I guess, and only started dealing with the father his father she said his father so i don't know if they have different mm-hmm. fathers or what's might, going on yeah. or if she just don't claim that nigga i don't know but she said his father and she said that his father before that had not been involved in his life for like five years so if he's 20 and he didn't talk to his father for five years that'll put him at 15 when he left the house maybe so she said that the father has not talking spoken to them or he hasn't spoken to his father in five years mm-hmm. and the police decided to deal with the father instead of her and um that they suggested that they get him cremated. And the father did that. That's And so she was able to get in a second autopsy before that. But as but now the body is no, is no longer. Mm. So he's cremated. Very interesting. Yeah. So um, she, she didn't like that is basically what she said. For obvious reasons. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm also trying to think, like, I guess, um, I don't know the father or, like, you know, what's up with him. But I'm curious as to why she couldn't come to him and be like, hey, like, clearly they only want to work with you. You're the father. So you may be entitled to getting the phone records. Because, like, me as, like, a sibling, I don't even know, like, because all my siblings are adults now. Um, Save, like, I have nieces and nephews, right? So if there's, if my sisters had, like, abandoned their children, I don't even know if, if they had turned 18, if I could even be like, oh, as an aunt. I want, like, I, I don't know where, the, like, I know grandparents have rights, and so do parents, but I really don't know if an aunt or a sibling has those type of rights, if the parents are still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am curious why his, maybe he just couldn't give a damn, but it's kind of weird, because I feel like, I don't know, I, I would like to think that, like, my parents would help me, even if they don't care, I'd be like, oh, can you just request this, this, can you just sign this paper and say, we need this, 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 like. Well, she did say that her mother gave her power of attorney okay. to get the things, but she also said that when she presented you know her power of attorney paperwork and things like that i don't know how the legal system works they basically just said this isn't enough to to subpoena the items or things i think like it's that. the mom still i feel like it's the moms they're still alive it sounds so yeah bad. they're still alive they're still alive yeah like, so she her mom gave her power of attorney i guess to try to i guess yeah i don't know if it works the, like that the vibe i'm getting is that the parents are i guess ready to let it go and you know obviously they love their son i'm not saying they don't love their son or whatever but the sister from the vibes i'm getting is the one really fighting like Mm. this this thing about him committing suicide she's really like fighting and being like nah we're not gonna like i'm not letting it go basically i'm not letting it go i'm gonna get a private investigator i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get Mm. that and i'm and i'm gonna keep fighting for him because i don't think that it's the truth well, I think it's hard. Like, I think it's um, mm-hmm. it's hard because they said it was suicide. I feel like they had said it was, like, foul play or something. It would, like, kind of, like, justify, like, her looking for it. But I feel like because it is, like, suicide, like I said, I feel like they might want to move on because a lot of times when stuff like this happens, I see a lot of families, even, like, police, um, like, violence, mm-hmm. they end up essentially giving their whole life mm-hmm. to them fighting for the justice of their child, mm-hmm. whoever, brother, and it's sad to, like, see her go down that route. But at the same time, I feel like I would, too, because, like, you know there's someone at the end of it and they're living like a, a, a normal life. Like by now, these people probably have maybe they have jobs, they might even have kids and stuff like that. But your but your brother's dead, but they're still living their life. It's, yeah. And in your head, you know, whether it's true or not, they got away with it. Whatever it was that they did. did. Yeah, whatever yeah, it was it that they did, yeah. we don't know, but whatever it was that they did, they got away with it. And like you said, they got to move on with their life, live a normal life at this point where they're like what, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Like you said, they probably have jobs and kids and spouses or girlfriends boyfriends things like that and your brother's dead and they said he committed suicide which is totally ridiculous and you know he didn't commit suicide and they just want you to move on from it so that's my that's my little case for the day very interesting yeah yeah, yeah. i i like that one i'm um i'm still that one's still in my head i definitely want to go home and do do some do some research do some things Mm -hmm. some things (laughs) absolutely yeah so i hope you guys like this one um but yeah as always, let us know what you think on Instagram. I need to do better about posting the pictures on Instagram. I've been girl, <laughs> this bitch got to log into. I don't know how to work Instagram, you know. I just never, I just never figured it out, you know. I just never figured it out. All right, but yeah, y'all. As always, we're Cognac Conspiracies at gmail.com. We're Cognac Conspiracies on Instagram. Let us know what you think of this episode. Let us know what you think happened, and um, hit us up, and we will see you guys next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.